When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, breaking away. Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we're going to talk about Joe Tipman, his journey all the way from a junior high kid. And believe it or not, we'll talk about this a little bit. A young man getting bullied by his older brothers. Crazy to think about since he's so big right now. His nickname is Big Joe. Anybody bullying him. But once upon a time, he was a little brother getting bullied. Now he's on his way to the New York Jets. 43rd overall pick in the NFL draft in the second round. The center out of Wisconsin. And so to talk about Joe Tipman, brought in somebody that knows him very well. Covered him for Madison.com and the Wisconsin State Journal. That's where he covers Wisconsin football. Also the co-author of Walk On This Way, which I must admit I have not read, but I'm assuming it has something to do with walk-ons in college football. Jake Kokorowski. Jake, thanks so much for coming on, man. Oh, no, thanks for, thanks for having me. No, great having you on. You were right about Walk On This Way, uh, and, and y'all know with, uh, of course, following the Jets like you do. You know, it does feature Jim Leonard mm-hmm. uh, in there, too, uh, with his time uh, with, with the AFC East organization. But, yeah, man, thanks having thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, Joe Tipman obviously is, you know, was a big-time component of the Wisconsin offensive line. And, you know, it's going to be yeah, – it's going to be fun to follow just to see what he does now at the next level. Jake, there's a lot I want to get into about Joe Tipman, not just his Wisconsin days, though, his formative years, his background, growing up and all of that. And I want to start with the fact that he did have four older brothers. And like I said, he used to get beat up by all of them. I found that very amusing thinking about a man that big getting bullied as a kid. But his nickname wasn't Big Joe when he was a little kid. That happened later on when he had his big growth spurt. But when he was growing up, Joe Tipman said, I was kind of the youngest, always getting picked on. By the time I could beat them up, they didn't want to fight me anymore. I could imagine that. Once he became the big kid that he was, I don't think the older brothers were looking to pick fights anymore because they knew they were probably going to lose at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, this is a you know player that, we looked at his size and, you know, uh, six, six, about 313 pounds. And he's a center, by the way, he's mm-hmm. not like an offensive tackle or offensive guard for that, but he, he's agile. I mean, athletic enough to snap the ball, especially with UW's offense, having that ability, like a lot of it's under center. It's not just in the shotgun, right? So under center, and then you have to pull and you're, 
He's also got the smarts because he's a center and he has to, you know, obviously help the line adjust when needed when it comes to play, you know, pass protections and whatnot too. So yeah, you got the full package with, with, with Joe Tipman. And it is funny to think that, you know, his imposing size that that could happen to him at a younger age, but you know, he asserted himself very well at Wisconsin during his time in, in Madison. It all began in junior high. He had originally wanted to play basketball, but it didn't really work out. So his parents encouraged him. They said, Joe, you're a really good athlete. Maybe you should try football. And so he did. And he showed up at St. Charles where he played for Sam Tallarico. And Sam Tallarico could see right away that this kid was special. He said, in seventh grade, you could see how special Joe was from his athleticism standpoint. Very smart kid. In eighth grade, he was unstoppable. Frequently took it down a notch or two in practice because he wanted to have mercy. Didn't want to hurt the younger, smaller kids. But in eighth grade, there was no other grade school lineman that could deal with his size and athleticism. And I want to talk a little bit about what Sam Tallarico mentioned in terms of mercy. Joe Tipman has described himself as the kind of guy that when he gets on the football field, he will come at you, he will battle you, he will knock you around. But right after he knocks you down, he'll extend his hand and pick you right back up. Is that the experience you had dealing with Joe Tipman when he was at Wisconsin, that he was a guy that on the field was a vicious monster, but when it came to offering a hand to pick a guy up after a good play, maybe pat him on the back and say, nice try, that was just the type of humble kid he was. Yeah, I mean, Joe was always good to talk to for us reporters. Uh, always was willing to chat about what he, you know, just about games, whether wins or losses. Uh, and that that's always appreciative, obviously. It's one thing in the college game where, I mean, these players, I know there's NIL now, but it's nothing compared to what they're getting paid now at the, you know, for, for NFL levels or whatnot, really. But, you know, whether win or loss would come in, just talk to, you know, like would, would talk to us about what happened uh, with the game, uh, you know, for Badger Extra, what we did was we had a fun thing during uh, media day last year, uh, which was back in early August, if I'm not mistaken. And his roommate, one of his roommates was quarterback Graham Mertz, who's now at Florida, but we did a fun roommate's, chat with them you know one of those kind of light-hearted things because you get some of all the media day stuff of you know who who which players could shine here or this you know this player's on the comeback trail here i want you know kind of doing a different fun type of video component we had we we just had a roommates thing where we had two whiteboards and the markers and we said okay guys who's got the better taste and they would you know hide their answers and then they'd show them they'd show them uh so he was great to participate with that um but you know on the field crazy athletic uh, and a kid that, you know, could maul. He's athletic enough to pull. You, you saw him be able to pull, be able to pass block, but also, I mean, yeah, he, you know, he, he can finish plays uh, as all Wisconsin linemen are asked to do. And he, you know, but yeah, but there's to him, he was always, you know, to me, an easygoing player in terms of just talking to us reporters, but he always had, you know, as linemen do, uh, uh, I would, you know, uh, uh, the ability to be aggressive and, and needed to, especially with all the uh, men in the box that Wisconsin would face with a mostly run heavy offense uh, to try to get the job done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. By all accounts, a great leader and a great teammate as well. A couple of stories that stood out to me. Sam Tallarico, who I mentioned, was his junior high coach, said that the thing that stood out to him about Joe more than anything else is that he treated every teammate and every coach with the same level of respect at all times. Quote, I never saw Joe pick on a smaller teammate or insult a teammate. Joe was the type of kid who knew in his head he was the best, but never acted like he knew he was the best. And there are a couple of stories that sort of indicate how he would take on a leadership role and also be the best teammate he could. When his original high school coach, Chris Schwartzkopf, left, this was after his junior year, Jason Garrett, not the guy who was once the coach of the Cowboys and the quarterback of the Cowboys and Giants, he said a lot of the guys were hesitant. There were some questions about the fact that Schwartzkopf had left and this new guy, nobody really knew what to expect. But Garrett said, quote, those guys, especially Joe, embraced me. They rallied around me. And at the front of that was Joe. Joe was a thousand percent behind my staff and everyone else followed Joe. He offered me his trust, even though I hadn't to that point earned it, but he freely gave it. And Garrett also told another story about how when he was the head coach there, at one point, there was a freshman equipment manager who had been picked on by the older kids on the football team and all of that. And one day at a meeting when everybody but the players was there, this freshman equipment manager stood up and said, Coach, I just have to say this. You know who the nicest guy on this team is? Joe Tipman. I don't know anybody here. I get made fun of all the time. I get picked on. No one sits with me. The other day, Joe sat with me at the lunch table, and now everybody sits with me at lunch. Everybody in the room laughed. And then Garrett remembered thinking, when your best player is also the best leader and one of your nicest guys, that's when you know you've got something special. And he was known to take matters into his own hands in the locker room as well. Garrett talked about one time during Tipman's senior year when the team was losing at halftime of a sectional championship game at Wayne. And it was raining. It was pouring. Everything was going against them. And Joe Tipman walked up to Jason Garrett and asked if he could address the team, which normally Garrett did as the head coach. And Garrett said, okay. He relinquished the room to Joe Tipman. Joe Tipman made a fiery speech. And then they went out, took care of business, and won the game and had a great second half. So Joe Tipman, we know what he can do on the field. And we talked about how he's a humble, gracious kid. But you want to talk about leadership and being a great teammate. We hear all the time about the culture that the Jets are trying to build in their locker room. I don't know if anybody could possibly fit to a T better what they're looking for than what we know about Joe Tipman. Yeah, I mean, with what Joe, I mean, what he brought to Wisconsin and also fighting. I mean, this is a player that, you know, fought through some injuries, too, during his time at Wisconsin. And uh, you saw him emerge you know, as you know, one of the, I said, one of the leaders on the offensive line and uh, a team that, you know, even looking at his stats right now, I mean, uh, you know, he is for as good as, you know, good as he was on the field, you know, I'm looking at my colleague, Colton Bartholomew had an article up when Joe was drafted on Friday saying nine, you know, allowed just nine pressures and one sack, in 625 pass blocking snaps the past two seasons. And that was according to pro football focus right there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those players, you know, uh, he was a very well-respected member of the team uh, and of the, you know, not just the offensive line, but the offense, but, and the team overall, the program. Uh, and, you know, he, you know, he lived up. I mean, in my eyes, he lived up to the billing of someone like a, you know, he was a four-star kid uh, according to 24 seven sports. 
and he lived up to that, uh, both on and off, I would say on and off, uh, the field. And, uh, he, gosh, I, I don't know what else to say about Joe. Like <laughs> he's just been, uh, you know, covering him for the past, you know, few, few years, you know, he came in with a, you know, very much a, uh, the, the vaunted class of 2019, which, you know, in that class, he's part of a class that another, you know, you, y'all may see, uh, these two players at some point down the road, but, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers selected Keanu Benton just a couple of picks later, mm-hmm. uh, the nose tackle and those two going up against each other, uh, you know, very much, a a battle, uh, you know, between those two, uh, all conference type players. And then you have Nick Herbig, uh, as well. So, uh, but yeah, but you know, Tittman too was, you know, he's the, he was the second member of the 2019 recruiting class for Wisconsin that was selected in NFL draft. And you have someone like, uh, that was Leo Chanel, uh, Chanel, uh, who went to the Kansas city chiefs last year in the third round. Uh, and then you have Tittman and then you have Benton. So, uh, you know, very much a, a class that started upping the, the recruiting rankings of Wisconsin. Uh, I know that they all would have liked the, the record to be better, uh, you know, compared, you know, in the, in the past couple of years, but you're, you know, the jets are getting a player that, uh, I think, uh, like you mentioned, like the kid that can play hard. Uh, and I think, well, can have a long career in the NFL, but also uh, a player that, you know, will be respected in the locker room too. And somebody that's counted on by his coaches who still have great relationships with him to this day. It's funny because Jason Garrett said senior year, when that team won the high school championship, they needed one last run to put the game away. And Jason Garrett said he got on the headset and said, we're going to do what we always do whenever we need a big play. Run the ball behind Joe. And that's exactly what they did. They got the yards they needed, put the game away. Garrett still has a great relationship with Joe Tipman. So does Jason Fabini, who used to play for the Jets. We remember him well. Very good offensive tackle for the Jets for quite a while. Fabini was his offensive line coach, not only at junior high, but in high school as well. To this day, Joe Tipman goes to Jason Fabini for advice. Fabini says, if he wants my advice, I give it. And if he asks and I give my advice, he always listens. We still talk all the time. Jason Garrett said the same. In fact, Jason Garrett still sends him texts before every single game that he plays, motivational texts to remind him of what a special kid he is, how great he is, and to just go out there and do his best. Sam Tallarico, his junior high coach, stays in contact with him too. I think that's remarkable that those relationships have endured so strongly. In your experience, is that the same way with his coaches at Wisconsin? Does he have that level of bond with those guys? That part's interesting because I don't, I mean, he, I mean, he had two offensive line coaches at Wisconsin with Joe Rudolph, who's the one that recruited him. Uh, and then also Bob Bostad, uh, who, you know, and, and, and if you look at 24 seven sports, uh, they, he lists both, they list, list both as their, as the recruiters there. I mean, I think they, I heard no, you know, no negative things from either of those coaches about Joe Tittman uh, on that mark. So you know, and now we take a look at where Joe, Joe Rudolph is, you know, um, and, and Tittman's dealt with change, uh, within the offense and within the program to, you know, uh, at Wisconsin in the past two years alone, uh, you know, Joe Rudolph was the offensive line coach, but also for time, the offensive coordinator, uh, the offensive coordinator duties were taken away. Uh, and, uh, you know, for, I think it was a 2021 season. And then, uh, from there, you know, he the, a season later he left and went to Virginia Tech, and now Joe Rudolph's actually at Notre Dame as the offensive line coach. Then you have, uh, you know, but then he was replaced by Bob Bostad, who right now is currently the Indiana, the new Indiana offensive line coach, because Wisconsin 
Uh, you know, they obviously hired Luke Fickle for Cincinnati, uh, from Cincinnati, and they, you know, Fickle in turn hired Phil Longo from North Carolina and Jack Bicknell Jr. is now the offensive line coach. Now, uh, Tittman was not coached by Longo or, uh, you know, Longo or Bicknell at all, but he did have Bostad last season, uh, and, you know, and whatnot before, uh, you know, the, the, that the regular season ended. Uh, and so, I mean, we, we never heard anything about, yeah, anything negative about Joe Titman. Um, and it's yeah, and, and rightfully so, just because you know, it seems like he handled his business. He went out and did what he needed to do. And uh, you know, obviously, I mean, he was a mainstay of that offensive line. Uh they, I don't know what else, you know, that's I think that's he was a he was a crux of the offensive line for Wisconsin and uh and just with his abilities uh and whatnot and uh, the offense, like I said, the offense, you know, uh, last year Bobby Ingram, uh, for those that you know have paid attention or have covered or watched the NFL for years. Uh, Penn state. Great. Went on to become, uh, you know, assistant coach in the NFL uh, with both for Ravens, both for wide receivers and tight ends. He came to Wisconsin last year as the offensive coordinator too. Uh, and so, you know, the, you, Joe, you know, continued to go, th- you know, I mean, from just my experiences, I mean, there's, he always handled things well. Uh, and, you know, I said, I never heard anything bad about uh, Tittman at all. Wisconsin was the first school to really start recruiting him. And believe it or not, they began when Joe was just a sophomore in high school. They were the first school that showed interest in him. And he claims that at the time, he didn't even really know what Wisconsin was or even where it was being in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is kind of wild. Tell me about the recruitment of Joe Tittman. Obviously, it began really early. Is that something that Wisconsin is known to do to keep their eye on somebody when they're a couple of years away and really begin to recruit them then. And do you recall his specific recruitment, anything about that or that particular class? Yeah. You know, with, with that class uh, in general, I mean, that was a 2019 class and I already mentioned Keanu Benton, uh, Leo Chanel, uh, but Tim was one of those guys that was up there within that 2019 class, one of the highlights of a class and, you know, it was start, kind of a start of a trend for Wisconsin that for the Badgers, they, it, it is, you know, the, the 2019 through 2021 classes were among the best in the recruiting rankings era, really, uh, depending on which which outlet you, you use, whether it's 24 seven or rivals. Uh, I, I have a background at rivals. I was at Badger Blitz, which is the, uh, the rivals network site for many years, uh, or not for, you know, not, I don't know if many years, but a couple of stints with, with Badger Blitz on my end, uh, and whatnot. I was at Bucky's fifth quarter before that. So, you know, a little bit of recruiting here and there that I've, you know, I've started doing more at the state journal. That's one of my fortes. Uh, you know, I was, I wasn't the primary recruiting guy at, you know, you know, at Badger Blitz, but you know, you look at that class, you know, Tittman was a part of a four-star group that, you know, Tittman was the one that went to the NFL. There's Graham Mertz. Uh, there's also Logan Brown from Michigan who, you know, was things didn't work out for him in Madison where he, uh, was dismissed last year uh, by interim coach Jim Leonard, uh, you know, and whatnot after an incident uh, it, and whatnot. But uh, it was a start of a class that was, you know, like kind of you saw the upswings in terms of the recruiting rankings. And if those that people that follow college football know about the star ratings and kind of it's not a full scale, it's not a foolproof indicator, but, uh, you know, the more talent you bring in from high school, the more the better chance you can mold them. And uh, Tittman, though, you know, becomes, again, another standout 
offensive lineman for Wisconsin. I mean, we've, you know, we've seen Tyler Biotish and Travis Frederick among the other centers being drafted in the NFL, uh, you know, that, that wore the Cardinal and white. Uh, but you know, with, with the way you talked about how the class, you know, with how recruiting works with Wisconsin, if they target guys earlier, you know, even just in now in general, it, which it, it's funny too, Scott, because college football, I feel, you I mean, obviously lots changed with, with NIL name image likeness and whatnot too. But a lot of times uh, programs, whether regardless of their power five, big 10 sec, or if they're group of five or uh, you're looking at, you know, even, you know, FCS or whatever. I mean, they're already, most of them are looking ahead. You know, they're, they're not just recruiting the class that's ahead of them. Like even like, you know, like so my primary focus right now with Wisconsin, you know, I cover the football beat. Uh, and so I'm, I'm you know part of a tag team with my buddy Colton Bartholomew, but you know, I also primarily work within the recruiting efforts in terms of, you know, covering what they do. And, you know, you're seeing the, you're recruiting multiple classes each year. And so if you're recruiting just the one that's current, you're already behind. Uh, so I'm not surprised that you saw someone like a Joe Rudolph and or Bob Bostad, um, you know, which are, you know, like I said, they're listed as the primary recruiters on 24 seven sports is profile of Titman. I'm not surprised that, you know, they retarget him that early with the talent that he had and how he turned out to be. So, you know, but yeah, you have to recruit early nowadays because of the simple fact that, you know, you can't be put behind and, you know, if you identify talent early, uh, you can grow relationships. And a lot of these kids now too, especially with like the early signing periods that are now in December, you're seeing a lot of kids committing before their senior years of high school and, you know, and whatnot too, just because a lot of them, you know, want to have that senior year to just be carefree. They have their decision made, uh, they can go out and try to win a state championship or help the team and just enjoy the process before they move on to the next level. So, uh, you know, overall, though, I'm not surprised by any college program recruiting a kid early that early as a sophomore, especially Wisconsin, uh, with, with trying to identify offensive line talent where you've seen plenty of talent in the past couple of decades, you know, plus uh, come from the University of Wisconsin and head into the NFL. Jake, as you said, Wisconsin has a reputation for developing NFL caliber offensive linemen and freshmen don't typically get to play. And Joe Tipman was no exception. He wound up on the scout team, but he took the time on the scout team to practice his technique, try to perfect it. And eventually he realized that the development that he needed wasn't really physical. It was mental. He said, quote, when I came to Wisconsin physically, the changes weren't that dramatic. Mentally is what really changed for me. Being able to slow down the game, understanding defenses, learning football schemes, and how I want to attack it so the whole offensive line can be on the same page. And then by the time he became a redshirt freshman in 2020, he had gotten into two games, so he had made enough progress. The following fall, the coaches went to Joe and said, look, you're a guard, but we think we need you at center. That's where we want to put you. So we're going to make you our starting center. And it reminds me of Russ Grimm, NFL Hall of Famer, former longtime assistant coach, telling the story about how he got recruited to college as a defensive lineman. And the coaches came to him and said, Russ, we're going to move you to offensive line. What do you think about that? And he said, 
oh, yeah, I guess I could try it out. That seems okay. And the coach said, yes, son, I don't know if there's been a misunderstanding here, but this wasn't a request. So I'm sure whether Joe Tipman wanted to move from guard to center or not didn't matter. He was moving to center, and he stayed there for 23 games through his sophomore and junior seasons, named all Big Ten honorable mention both years. As you said, allowed only one sack as a junior. And even though there was some turnover, On the coaching staff, as you mentioned, the two different offensive line coaches, and then at the end there, Jimmy Leonard taking over as the interim head coach. Joe Tipman became one of the constants on that team the last couple of years. Can you talk a little bit about his development going from the scout team all the way to one of the team leaders, one of the best players on the team? Yeah, I was just looking back at some of my articles when I was at Badger Blitz, actually, Um and, you know, really it's in, you know, August of 2021, you started seeing him emerge as, you know, the, the kind of, there's a competition between him and Caden Lyles, a, a former four-star recruit himself uh, for that center spot. And ultimately, you know, Tittman became, you know, emerged as the, the first team center. And uh, he, back in, you know, 20, was it? Yeah. 2020 during, you know, the, the COVID truncated season, you know, he played in two games, but then um, basically what happened was I'm, I'm just looking back and it's saying um, he had surgery in November. It was, he thought it was after the Northwestern game that year. Um, so they, they, he had surgery uh, on a, for his, his labrum then. And then, uh, you know, he, he obviously came back and he was, you know, the first team center going forward, but yeah, it's just, you, you saw him continue to, to grow in that role. And obviously you said, you know, Tittman was a, at that time, you know, a redshirt, you know, sophomore. And uh, when you have a player like that, you know, it, coming back from injury, like he started showing more and more towards the end of fall camp in 2021. Uh, and it's a player that, you know, you look at, you know, and if you're looking at UW Badgers profile of him, uh, uwbadgers.com, you know, 211 yards per game, almost 211 yards per game. They averaged rushing that season. That was number two in the big 10, which I mean, Wisconsin was known, uh, underneath Paul Christ, uh, who's no longer the head coach, you know, uh, you know, with that offense, you know, very much keeping him, you know, run was the run game was very much a part of that offense. So, and then last year too, I mean, it's also, you know, played in 12 games and he started, you know, every regular season game there. Uh, and now I will say the offense yeah, underneath, you know, Bobby Ingram, and obviously there was coaching change too. Like Paul Chris was fired after the Illinois game. Jim Leonard came in as interim coach. Uh, but Wisconsin still averaged about 180 yards per game on the ground, even though, you know, being honest, like Tittman and that offensive line and other blockers had to face, in my, I don't have the stat in front of me, but, you know, you're also facing eight or nine man boxes because that's where the run, you know, Braylon Allen, it was the running back uh, that emerged in 2021 and 2022. You know, a lot of teams focused in on the run game. So, yeah, but you, you see, you've seen him develop more and more where, you know, you still see the athleticism. You still see he can pull really well. He can get to this, you know, like Colton Bartholomew, uh, who you might accept my colleague at the state journal and Badger extra is a former division three offensive lineman. So he's got that keen eye. He was talking about, you know, how, you know, we all saw the athleticism and how he could pull, but also like Colton points out that, you know, he's a, you can get to the second level of the defense very well. Uh, and two, so you've seen that progress more and more. And even though the offense sput, you know, wasn't necessarily the best the past two seasons at Wisconsin, you saw Titman's talents on display. And I think, you know, at the next level, it will be 
just uh, intriguing just to watch how the Jets utilize him and just how fast he can acclimate to, you know, to the Jets offense, especially there with Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, I'm sure that he's watched at times because, you know, Rodgers was in Green Bay mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot. If they decided to watch games on, on Sundays, besides doing probably homework, right, uh, for, for the weekends. But uh, again, uh, a player that you saw really emerge and, we, we, well, I mean, I thought that he would be an NFL talent, uh, you know, especially after last, you know, the 2021 season. And now we see him that he'll play on Sundays. What I think says a lot about Joe Tipman is that despite everything you just said, all the accomplishments, as good of a player as he is, he really still hates to toot his own horn and talk about himself. He'll talk endlessly about how much his parents supported him. He'll talk endlessly about the coaches that have helped mold him. He will talk a ton about the teammates that helped him get to where he is. But he hates talking about himself. He said during the pre-draft process, the worst part was trying to sell himself to teams in these interviews because he was raised to be humble. And then everybody's telling him, you got to sit down and talk yourself up and make these teams be even more interested in you. And it just felt weird to him. And his old high school coach, Jason Garrett, really summed it up. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this, Jake, because I think as somebody who covered him for as long as he was at Wisconsin, this will resonate with you. Jason Garrett said, the kid won every award known to man. He was a great high school player, a great college player, and he's headed to the pros. But at the end of the day, Joe is still just Joe. Nothing's ever changed him. If you talk to him today, if you talk to him back in high school, if you talk to him when he was in junior high, he's still just the same kid. It's just that now he can rep 225 pounds 30 times in a row. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, this is a guy that, um, I mean, I talked to his parents too. Talk. I did an article about the, the official visit process that Wisconsin had underneath Paul Christ, uh, which is interesting too. And just like the, the hosting of recruits. And I believe they mentioned him, uh, hosting recruits, if I'm not mistaken too. So it, you know, this is a play, you know, it's a, uh, you know, again, a player that I think, you know, Wisconsin, definitely a Wisconsin type of player in terms of the selflessness, um, but also his ability to, to punish and get the job done. And, and so again, like, uh, you, you know, it was very, to watch the trajectory of him over time, you know, where a big kid at six, six, you're like, Oh, he's probably a tackle or guard it. You know, I thought when he first was going to enter, you know, back in 2019, where I didn't know as much, uh, about, you know, I would say as much as like where he would be projected. I thought, Oh, six, six, probably out on the edge, probably maybe guard at, at you know, cause we saw Bo Benchwell who, uh, you know, had his cup of tea on practice squads within the NFL. Uh, maybe he's, you know, that type of interior guy, but you know, you saw him play center. You're like, Oh, a six foot six guy playing center. That's something. Uh, and so, but yeah, you look at him and, uh, you know, like I said, he was always great to talk to and always easy to talk to, uh, good game or bad game, uh, was very good to talk to for, for us. So, uh, you know, I don't, you know, if he's staying that, you know, if that personality stays the same, I mean, it'll be easy. I think the New York media will definitely enjoy talking to him going forward. So Jake Midwest kid, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Wisconsin, now coming to New York. Based on what you're saying, though, you don't think that would be a problem, the difference in media and the difference in the culture between that Midwest lifestyle and living in New York. Although I should say, obviously, and this is something that was told to Brett Favre when he came here, you don't have to live in New York City. I think that's the misperception. So he doesn't have to live among the hustle and bustle, but still, you don't think that transition would be a problem for him? 
No, no, I don't think it will. No, I, I mean, I would not foresee that him having a problem with anything like that in my eyes. I think he'll be, you know, he'll adapt um, like he did going from, I mean, I think going from high school to college is the toughest part, regardless of where you're at uh, in, in dealing with not just studies at a, you know, at a new level, but also a physicality and, and a different schedule for taking care of with, you know, obviously what you have to take care of in college. So I think he'll just be fine in New York. Honestly, Jake Kokorowski who covers the Wisconsin Badgers over at badgerextra.com, which is part of madison.com, the Wisconsin state journal. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about Joe Tipman with me. Really appreciate it. It's nice to really get to know the personality of the player I think he's going to be a great player and a great kid around here. I'm looking forward to seeing him step on the field. For everybody that wants to read your work, follow you on social media, or maybe even get a copy of Walk On This Way, how can they do all that? Yeah, follow me on for anybody that's a Badger fan out there. Uh, at Jake Coco, K-O-C-O. Uh, Badger Extra is a place to go if you want. Like We're going to talk with... Uh, you know, we have a podcast coming up uh, later this week where we're going to talk about fits within the NFL draftees from Wisconsin. So we'll have a podcast up on that later this week uh, with Colton Bartholomew and I and, and a guest. And then on top of that, we'll, uh, you know, walk on this way. It's always on Amazon. Just uh, type in walk on this way. Uh, you'll see a, a very red book because of the Cardinal and white that the Badgers wear. And uh, but other than that, just follow us there. And then thanks again for having me. Absolutely, Jake. My pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on. Make sure you check out everything Jake is doing and check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under. Luke Grant has some awesome All-22 breakdowns, including one of the aforementioned Joe Tipman. So go ahead, watch that. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, Caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there. Tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. It's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.